I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode, a brand spanking new week here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door. I'm your guide, your host, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And it is an absolute honor to welcome all of you to 2022 here at That Witch Podcast. Um, How are you feeling? I am feeling very (laughs) unique. Uh, This was one of the more different ways that I've ever rang in the new year. So if you didn't catch my announcement on Instagram, my whole family and I got, we got the plague. We finally officially got it um, a couple days after Christmas. So I have been <laughs> in bed basically uh, for almost a full week. And I honestly, everybody, I can't remember the last time. A, I was sick enough or tired enough um, to to physically feel the need to do that. Um, but this was the first time, I'm pretty sure since I was a child, that I I really gave and allowed myself the adequate time to really heal and recover. Well, to really just be sick and then heal and then recover. And it's really interesting because, you know, we are all so used to COVID regulations, guidelines, all those things by now. Um, So, you know, I'm sure everybody's familiar with, you know, starting, I think the new CDC, I'm not that the guidelines stay the same by any means, but we're all familiar with the, with the, in general, you know, there's isolation time, um, you know, required, there's a minimum isolation time required. And I think right now it's, uh, five days, day one being the first day, your symptom free being the five days of isolation. Um, here's what it really got me thinking about, uh, how really crazy it is that this is the first time we've ever really like pushed for adequate rest time. So I am not talking at all about political affiliation or stance on any of this. Right now, I'm specifically talking about how up until 2020, I mean, especially in the Western world and Western society, but in much of modern society in general, we have been really ostracized for trying to take care of ourselves when we're sick. I mean, you is not allowed, is very discouraged. And that's even kind of a gentle word. Most employers are really not very sympathetic 
to sick time, not very holistic in their approach. I think that this has been a very common problem for a very, very long time and very collectively experienced. And so what was just crazy to me was having to really, really reprogram my brain. I'm serious that it was okay to to genuinely stop for a full week. By the way, I am doing laundry. (laughs) My poor husband who edits my podcast, he did tell me not to record while I was doing laundry, if at all possible, but it was not possible. I'm sorry. So if you can hear that sound in the background, I really, really apologize. (laughs) So really being allowed proper, I would say, proper or adequate time to really, truly rest um, and, and, you know, eventually rejuvenate and recover. This really got me thinking about how important this, this period of rest and respite is especially in these these first weeks after the new year and how we really are encouraged to kind of force this false high intense energy when I think that there is a lot of motivation. I think that there is a lot of drive right? You know, the new year takes place in the middle of Capricorn season. So we are amidst cardinal energy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some energy here in general to kind of tap into, but let us not forget that we just freaking barely passed the winter solstice. We just began winter. (laughs) we just began the winter season. So we are at, you know, kind of like the slowest moving time of the year (laughs) right now, right after the new year. And because we are externally encouraged, you know, by the media and society and, and, you know, or so many parts of our community and such to, like really get started, like get back to it. New chapter, new beginning. Uh, I think that we have a lot of guilt. I think we have a lot, a lot of internalized guilt right now because there's kind of an internal battle going on. I, I do have this fresh motivation. I do have this drive. I do feel and sense the new beginning. And yet I'm tired. Right? How many of you raise your hands, class, are tired? I'm tired. I'm raising my hand. I, I really, really so firmly believe in listening to our bodies. I, I, I think that our physical bodies We have such a strong, we can, we have the ability to have such a strong bond with our physical body and have this really clear communication line open. 
but a lot of us do really tarnish that bond. Um, tarnish is a good word. I don't think it's necessarily ever ruined. I think no matter where you're at in life, you always have the ability to start repairing and nourishing your relationship with your body. But a lot of us have tarnished that. But if we do listen, our physical bodies, when we listen to the just the physical messages that are sent to us, are so deeply intuitive. And so when you find yourself fighting physical symptoms and physical cues and physical signs, more often than not, we find ourselves running into trouble, I would say. Uh, I I rarely, rarely think it's a, a good idea or like we really benefit from just like purposefully neglecting or neglecting ignoring those signs. So if we're feeling tired, if we're feeling physically exhausted, we are meant to listen to that. This is just something that I thought about over and over and over and over again all week long because I also slept more this week than I've slept in a week. Oh my God. In years. I can't even remember the last time I let myself sleep that much. And I love sleep. I'm actually kind of a sleeper. I wouldn't even say I'm a huge sleep-deprived person. But that's how much I slept this week. And there were, you know, several times throughout the week that I would run into guilt for that, for listening to that physical cue. or quote unquote, giving into that indulgence, right? How lazy are you if you take a nap? God, even when we're sick, can you believe that that's, those are the thoughts so many of us have when we're sick, when we're really genuinely very physically unwell and still (laughs) our brain offers us the thought, that we're being lazy, pieces of shit. (laughs) I want to talk about it and just like, bring it out into the light because we talk about it in our shadows so darkly. We're so fucking mean to ourselves and it's second nature. So we don't realize how, how harsh and honestly, how silly then, you know, it is because we wouldn't talk to anybody else that way unless we like hated them. And we really don't even usually talk to people we hate that way. We usually don't talk to people we hate at all. Um, And we're supposed to love ourselves. Most of us listening to this show, I would imagine, are somebody that that professes the importance of self-love and self-care. And yet most of us really are a little bit blind, I would say, to just how harsh we are to ourselves and our shadows. So I really do think that that is part of winter work. That is part of the whole point of the rest period, of the slow seasons, is really taking this cold, dark time and being 100% honest with ourselves. So 
you know, as of today, Tuesday, January 4th, the moon is in Aquarius. We all just came down off of the new moon in Capricorn this weekend, which I just adored. I hope that all of you had a lovely, lovely, blessed new year, new moon in Capricorn. Um, But Mercury is also in Aquarius right now, just like the moon. And Mercury, we're also in our pre-retrograde shadow period. I did want to let you know that today. Mercury stations retrograde on Friday, January 14th, okay? Um, Mercury officially stations retrograde. So right now we're in the shadow period. And right now what you can expect from now until Mercury stations retrograde is to just really be in a good observant role. That would be my best advice because everything that you kind of encounter in these next couple of weeks, in these next 10 days to be exact, um, are going to be signs and themes of the different lessons that you are going to encounter in this particular retrograde period. And Aquarius does not lie. Aquarius does not fuck around. We've talked a lot about Aquarius and they are one of the most honest signs. People pleasing, for example, really not a quality of Aquarius. Okay. Um, there's a really useful detachment in the air that I, I really encourage you to kind of grab onto and start this year off just being really non-judgmentally honest with yourself because that is the beauty of evolved Aquarius. That evolved detachment can so, so intellectually survey what's going on. It's why it's such an innovative and progressive sign and energy because it does not place this like human judgment, emotional attachment to, you know, the things that it observes or the things that it consumes or learns or, you know, any, anything that Aquarius experiences evolved Aquarius can say, here are, you know, my emotional experiences attached to this. And there they are. <laughs> it, it, it is not controlled by those emotional experiences. Aquarius is not bound by those. It does not mean that Aquarius just doesn't experience emotion. That's going to be on the unevolved side of the spectrum, okay, is, is this I avoid emotional experience, emotional detachment in order to avoid the experience. That's not evolved Aquarius. Evolved Aquarius can can accept the duality of, of both and all at the same time of emotion and logic all at once and use that to power, and I mean freaking propel itself forward. So this is really the energy that I encourage you to, to tap into right now. Okay. So use these next couple of weeks to be and get really honest with yourself. Um, 
And I, I think that not pressuring, not pressuring yourself to keep up with, okay? There is so much movement in Aquarius, okay? Because it's so forward and upward moving and expanding, okay? Um, But I really, really see this this toxic comparison at an all-time high during the winter months, okay? We are inside more. We are um, on our phones and our devices more. And so you're observing when you're in observation mode, like I, you know, I did encourage you to be in part, you know, a byproduct of that is observing what everybody else is doing and really having to have the self-control not to get stuck in toxic comparison cycles. So when we think about the speed of Aquarius, okay, especially when we, we are upon this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, it's not about how fast you're going compared to other people, okay? It's not about how fast you're supposed to be going or about when you were supposed to accomplish this or that or when you were supposed to have lost X amount of pounds or when you were supposed to have posted X, Y, and Z to social media or you were supposed to have filled out X amount of journals or read X amount of books, right? Part of this vision we cast upon, you know, for the year ahead it comes with this yearly reflection, right? And I think that in December, because we're we're ending Sagittarius season and we're among many people's, like some of a lot of people's favorite holidays and time of year, right? Um, I think that there's this warmth in the reflection. So when we did our year-end tarot reflection together last month and when you were, you know, gearing up to setting your intentions for 2022 and looking back on on everything you went through in 2021, <coughs> there was this warmth at the end of December. Uh, and then after the new year hits and we're just smack at the beginning of winter and things are cold and things are dark. And suddenly those warm reflections are very quickly kind of turning bitter and brittle and kind of feeling a little bit guilty and a little bit resentful. These feelings and thoughts are normal. That's why I'm bringing all this up. This is what I mean by this pre-shadow period and getting fucking honest with yourself. I really, really want you to kind of allow those cold thoughts and and do that beautiful Aquarian thing and recognize you are not your thoughts. You're, You're not defined by them. You are free and safe to explore your mind. That is really, truly what Aquarius season teaches us. That's why it's in the middle of winter. It is this movement of a sign, right? But it really is intellectual movement, intellectual stimulation. So you are free and safe to explore all of the everlasting expansiveness of your mind. And 
you do not allow yourself to become consumed by the human judgment or human emotional-based judgment that can come with and attach themselves to those thoughts, okay? Really tap into that Aquarian. I can do both. I can recognize the emotions that I naturally have from these thoughts, right? As I reflect on where I went this year, what I went through, the different relationships that ended in my life, the different relationships that began in my life, the things that I feel that I accomplished and the things that I feel like I failed. Allow yourself to explore these and know that you're safe, okay? This to me is a really, really potent time. I have grown such an appreciation for winter. And I I attribute so much of it to astrology. I really, really, truly do. I think that it offers some, some grounding and some clarity in what is normally a very foggy, confusing time, a very gray time. And so I, I really wanted today to be about showing up and just reconnecting with all of you, first of all, because I, I, I feel like I've been down the rabbit time warp hole from being sick and completely off work for a week. Um, but I really wanted mostly to check in and say, I see you. I see so many of you experiencing the exact same thing, whether you physically got sick or not. I, I still am seeing this, this tiredness. And it's honestly more tired than usual this particular winter. That was a long and tough year for pretty much everybody. And we have kind of a long year ahead. It's not this long dooming year coming up that I think has been unfortunately kind of painted because of the, the United States Pluto return coming up. Um, really the, the biggest reason is because this is a year, uh, particularly heavy with retrograde. So, there will be a lot, a lot, a lot of reflecting this year. Um, we really have had two solid years of, of brand new learning. I mean, think about just the surgeons of new everything that we have to deal with. I mean, you can think in any industry, in any area of life, in any community circle, in any culture. Like seriously, we there's been so much new learning. And this whole upcoming year really truly is a big, long, slow, in a good way, integration period, implementation period. I do, I do really believe in that process. I I do really trust in that process. That that Taurus midheaven of mine 
really does help me teach and exemplify patience and the long game. And even though Capricorn is cardinal and we are in a cardinal season right now, evolved Capricorn, I mean, is the master of the long game, okay? And so I want you, as you're utilizing January, as you're utilizing particularly this first week of January, to really start fresh. Um, I want you to allow yourself the permission to slow down with the, you know, the end game as your, as your motivation. Okay. As your, as your anchor, I want you to, to use your, your long game and your long vision and allow yourself patience and that it really truly is better to be efficient and effective than the first one to cross the finish line or the first one to hit a certain goal or the first one to hit a certain follower count or the first one to hit a certain like count, okay? All of those different numbers in their own way are like races and one, you know, just like I was talking about, it's really just a toxic continuum of of that that shitty comparison cycle that can come with this with this time of year since we're in such op- observation mode. So take this Aquarius energy, okay? We've got Mercury in Aquarius. Right now the moon is in Aquarius and Saturn is currently in Aquarius, okay? So Mercury and Saturn, this is a really, really, really nice team um, to already have in this energy for this particular week, for this kind of visionary uh, planning period, right? I think that a lot of us expect ourselves to like already have the year planned by the time January starts. And I really, really think that it's okay that you're utilizing the first few weeks of January to open up and reflect, okay? Really reground after the crazy, hopefully fun and joyful, but in general, I think it was safe to say it was pretty intense and crazy holiday season all around. So allow yourself the quiet time that you need, that stillness, that winter really, truly does beg of us, okay? Allow that time for yourself. And and then look on this year, okay? I think that it's about really taking that warmer, kind of loving and compassionate reflection that we do at the end of the year in December and combine it with some of the colder and darker reflections and thoughts that come with beginning of January in regards to the same year, okay? Tap into that duality and and now open up and now grab your journal and now grab your magic of eye planner 
I saw so many of you, by the way, take me up on that recommendation. And I'm, yay, I was so excited. (laughs) I have mine too right here. Utilize that duality and now look on 2022 and cast your vision, okay? Cast your goals, cast and set your intentions. I personally believe that this is how we come up with the most realistic goals and therefore the most intuitive and aligned way to get there because we're not rooted in all sunshine and rainbows, but we're also not rooted in all bitterness and guilt and resentment either, okay? So I I just want you to know that this transition is really kind of harsh and difficult for a lot of us. It is this transition into a kind of a warmer time, into a very cold time. And, and that, um, that, that discomfort that comes with it is valid. And it quite honestly is necessary if we're, if we're never uncomfortable, you know, how many times have I told everybody this. If we're never, ever uncomfortable, like we wouldn't change anything. If we were always comfy and content, we would never, ever grow and evolve. So know that that discomfort that can come with these reflections and thoughts as you are planning ahead, um, valid and useful, I would even say. All right. So I really hope that this kind of blunt episode really does give you some just realistic motivation and drive to look on this year, okay? Not this like fake, empty, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I I tell you that I've got all this gas for you, but really like, it's just going to peter out. Like, I think that really embracing the duality of how good I feel about reflecting about all of my accomplishments, how not good I feel about looking at the hardships and challenges I went through this year and the different things that I'm excited for in this year coming ahead and the things that I am scared of or worried about in the year coming ahead. So allow and allow this duality, embrace this duality, and let me know how this affects your year ahead planning rituals, okay? So for me, what this really looks like is I am a pen and paper person when it comes to planning and reflecting. I transfer a lot of this information digitally to my online calendar and and different apps and programs and things like that. But it all starts for me personally on paper. So I have my Magic of Eye journal and planner. Um, I also have my Honeycomb Collective Personal Astrological Almanac. That has all of the mundane and collective transits, as well as natal transits um, and natal aspects to my specific chart. Okay. So I utilize that as well as my magic of eye journal and planner. And then I also have a 
podcast and content calendar. Uh, if you <coughs> if you are a business owner and you create content, honestly, anywhere, I really recommend having a separate calendar and planner for that. Seriously. Um, my magic of eye planner has, you know, it's my biggest like universal planner, but I, I need a separate place to really get a nice zoomed out version or vision, sorry, of my content plan, all the different themes, um, the different events or the different posts or the different episodes. Um, I have one like big master calendar for that. And it's really, really nice because if you get a planner that has a few different calendar views in it, that and all in one calendar. So this is just a cheapy little monthly planner from the Dollar Tree that my mother-in-law got me. Um, but I have a full two pages of it. So like when you open it, okay. Um, on, on one big view, you have the whole entire year and I have it color coordinated into quarters. Okay. So I can look at the winter season, the spring season, the summer season, and finally Q4, the fall season at the end of the year. And this, (coughs) first of all, this one feature alone, having like a big yearly, quarterly, seasonal view like this, um, this can be so helpful in so many businesses, even if you don't own your own business, no matter where you work, this can be such a helpful planning tool. So, um, I have that. And like I said, I have it all color coded, um, so that visually I can really see those, each of those four quarters or four seasons. And then throughout the rest of the planner is, this particular one's just a monthly planner because I like to see a nice big monthly view so that I can plan out my podcast episodes. Um, I like to see where the full and the new moon is every single month. I like to see when the sun is moving into the next sign over every month. Um, so these are little notes that I add into my content planner. And this really, really helps me get a good zoomed out view of an aligned and intuitive, you know, content flow. This is so that I don't feel like I have to make up random episodes or come up with random Instagram content or whatever on a weekly or daily basis. Um, so again, having multiple, uh, again, if you're, pen to paper, having multiple planners or journals can be super, super helpful. If you're not a physical pen and paper person, you can still apply this, this entire concept to different digital versions. Okay. So you could have a work calendar, personal calendar, a spiritual calendar, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it is, it's really, really, really helpful to be able to, to kind of, start the bones of this in January. And that's really what I do is I, I utilize this Capricorn season, which is such a strengthener for, um, structures. Okay. Like big zoomed out structure. So I use these weeks leading up to Aquarius season to really just get the bones. Okay. What do I want overall 
Q1, Q2, Q3, and then Q4 to look like. Okay, then now I'm kind of looking at specifically January and February and breaking it down into, you know, handful of weeks or or even week by week, okay? So this is this is a perfect perfect time to kind of spread out and I mean physically like spread out on your desk or your workspace, okay? And and really kind of allow yourself this big, big picture outlining style of planning and mapping. Try really hard not to get too bogged down by planning details right now, okay? Right now is all about big, like I said, really solidifying the bones. You will get a lot, a lot of great solid um, detail you know, details filled in, in these next coming weeks, especially the more we enter into more and more Aquarius. Um, okay. Because that air energy is just all the air signs are so incredibly efficient. And I really do think that if you lay out a nice structure for yourself in your, in your goals and your intentions and the things that you want to kind of accomplish throughout the coming year, once Aquarius season hits and it brings that fucking beautiful natural surge of creativity. Honestly, we're upon lots of creativity. Aquarius, then Pisces season, then Aries season, then <coughs> Taurus season. Honestly, I could make an argument for why every sign is inherently creative, quite honestly. But um, either way, in these coming months, we have this big, big surge of creativity coming that naturally comes with spring. So take advantage of this quiet, cold time right now. That's what I'm saying. Don't worry about the race. It's not about a race. Right now, you focus on you and your own. You lay the structures and the foundations that you need, okay? Get the bones set and then ride that creative wave as it comes starting in Aquarius season, okay? All right, let me know if any of this um, helped, if you felt a lot more motivated or just more. I, I want this season when we're planning ahead to feel confident and motivating, not stressful and guilt-ridden. So let me know if it helped you at all in that area. And as always, <coughs> if you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. You can shoot me an email to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. And thank you so, so much. I'm so excited for this new year with everybody. We have some seriously dope shit coming here in the neighborhood. So you do not want to miss it. I will see all of you on Friday. Stay safe, stay warm, stay magical out there. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, I would be really grateful if you would head over to iTunes right now and leave a super nice five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at thatwitch.nextdoor. I love connecting with all of you outside the show. Keep those questions, keep those comments coming. You can send fan art, suggestions for topics on the show. You can nominate people to be interviewed on the show. Send anything like that to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. 
And if you'd like to work together, I am offering a really amazing mentorship program. I'm only offering a very, very limited number of spots. You can submit your application and learn more on my website. And you can also book a one-on-one session with me at thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you all next week.